What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in to another week of another episode of the Average Joe Lawn Care Show. Uh, tonight, I have a guest that I don't think many people know about, and that's okay. <laughs> that's what this show's about. It's about bringing people from all levels of experience and uh, knowledge and just different people from all around the community that's what i wanted to this show to be uh tonight i have with me as my co-host derek dockett he's a local lawn care nut here in the st louis area and um i'm gonna let him introduce himself so go ahead and introduce yourself to the people derek all right well first of all ben thanks for uh, the invite for hopping on uh yeah i'm just a local lawn care guy that started watching alan's videos alan hayne the the original lawn care nut and uh i just sort of got into it i don't even know how it happened like one day i was watching a video and said huh that's how that happens i think it was a striping video and i just got more and more into it and went through everything about how to keep the the grass in good shape and mow tall and watering and everything and from that point I just dug in deeper with the uh, the lawn care videos, and it was Ryan's videos, and it was your videos, and I just kept going, and uh, I just sort of kept sticking with my lawn, and it's now been, this is probably the third straight year that I've been a little bit more uh, hands-on with the lawn, and it was a pretty good year this year. It stayed green for a very long time so it's pretty happy with how things turned out but uh yeah live in the st louis area um we've met up before doing my podcast i've got my raising men there t-shirt on right there you now. go supporting that so uh yeah uh I, I work for a local school district doing communications uh i do my own podcast as a hobby uh interviewing people with unique backgrounds unique careers uh, and it's more of a, uh, inspiration for people that, you know, may not know unique stories and telling stories for people all, all different walks of life and sharing, Hey, just because someone's path went one way, doesn't mean that it's wrong. If yours isn't going the same way, we all get to where we want to go in life a different ways. So that's sort of the background of the podcast. It's called persons of interest. Um, would love it if people would look it up. I haven't done an episode, uh, in a few weeks, but uh, I try to do one at least once or twice a month. So I need to do a February episode here soon. Uh, but I've been a little busy to, to to get one in the can. But uh, I'm excited to be here tonight and, and hang out with you. What do you have anybody in mind for your next episode on persons of interest? <sighs> That's a good question. So I do keep a short list of folks that I would like to interview. Um, I've actually gone through, I think I'm about 43 or 44 episodes in, um, and I've talked to, you know, most folks are pretty willing to do it. Just reach out to them on Twitter, shoot them a DM and say, Hey, you have 30 minutes or an hour, you know, and tell them and most folks are willing to do it. Um, right now, one guest I would like to get is actually one of my former bosses. So I used to work uh, in college athletics for eight years. And, uh, my former boss is retiring at the end of this year, uh, as commissioner of the Missouri Valley conference. Uh, so I'd love to get him on an episode cause he's got some great stories. I mean, he's one of the 
trailblazers of college athletics. His name is Doug Elgin. I don't know how many folks are college basketball fans or anything like that, but uh, I would love to uh, do a 30-minute, hopefully hour sit down with them. I've already dropped a hint to them, but it's just a matter of lining up the sure, schedules. Sure. But, so, uh, but yeah, I mean, honestly, and it's not even people like to that scale. It's, you know, average Joe's it's, it's, it's any, it's anyone that's got a unique background, unique story, uh, that I like to dig in and, and find out how, why, when, and, and everything else about their life. Well, I would say your, I would, I would say you're kind of, uh, the way you kind of got into lawn care is very similar to a lot of how I think most people in the chat and probably watching and that will f- watch this this episode in the future are it's very similar to you know how you got into it and probably still how you you currently are like I know uh, just how Mar- Mark and I kind of talked about last week you know it's really about finding the level of what you're comfortable with with having your lawn at. And I feel right. like what you and mo- and probably myself are probably where our lives will allow us and what we're most comfortable with having our lawns right now. We maybe want to be out there, you know, more so, but we all have responsibilities and, and full-time jobs and that's just kind of a hobby and those things. So I, that's why I think like what you do uh, and how you kind of came into the community is, is, very relatable to a lot of people that come into uh, this show and and just watch it in the first place. So that's why I think it's it's awesome to have you on because not only are you a local guy, and that's what I I, I kind of wanted to. I I had trouble naming this podcast or this episode, and I kind of named it a little bit after your <laughs> your, like uh, your podcast, but I because I initially named it like uh, finding your local lawn care nut because. I think we get so tied to people in the lawn care community and on YouTube yeah. and that from a distance, but I feel like there's so many people that are, are probably really close to us or around us that are just as enthusiastic about it that are our next door neighbor or, or something like that. Now, obviously, I know you've shared some pictures with me and we've talked about it that your neighbors probably aren't lawn care nuts or <laughs> so. Yeah, from the drone photo, who. I know there's one neighbor that pays for a lawn service uh, that comes out a few times and if he doesn't have time to mow. But, uh, yeah, I'm definitely – I don't want to say the envy, but I probably care a little too much more than the the folks around me. But it's like a sense – it's like a little bit of a sense of pride. Like I love the curb appeal of it. And that's that's honestly why I got into it because it was like, oh, look at that one. And I'll be honest, like some of my neighbors across the street, they definitely say – I don't know what you do, but it just looks like a golf course. It's great. It's like, well, it's a little time and effort and a little bit of money out of the bank account here yeah. and there and do things and sharpen the blades and this and that. And then I get to thinking about it. It's like, oh, yeah. And then I water this and I water that and I got hoses for that. And I do this. Oh, yeah. But I wouldn't know all that stuff unless from watching videos of folks that have tried it before me and, right. and using tips. So pretty organic. I mean, like literally, I think I was looking up the best time to water lawns and I found Alan's video. And the next thing you know, I'm buying his his guide and I'm following every video and I'm subscribing. Then I'm like, I found Ryan's stuff and I'm like, oh, and it's just like these guys can figure it out. I can figure it out. And the next thing you know, I'm making a do-it-yourself striper it's just like what in the world's going on here and next thing you know my garage is filled with 
zip ties and hedge trimmers and electric lawn equipment and all, all this stuff that I feel is necessary for me to do a regular Saturday chore. But I guess it's not just a regular Saturday chore for me. It's more of a, uh, it's not a chore. I mean, I, I enjoy doing it. Yeah. It's, it's a little, uh, you know, throw on the headphones, put on a podcast or listen to some music and take my time unless it's too hot, but take my time doing it and do it, do it the right way. That's right. Um, well, I'm going to, I'm going to post that drone photo you just talked about here in a minute, but I want to get to some people, everybody, uh, and give some shout outs in the chat. Just say hello to everybody here. And I appreciate everyone tuning in. Uh, we got super TA, we got left tool lawn, lawn to learn. Uh, let's see. Nestor Reyes, Bush League Lawns, representing from St. Louis as well. Yeah. Brandon Mitchell. I've seen his videos too, by the way. I've seen his videos too. Uh, we, I saw what you guys did together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he came over. He uh, let me use his Time Master. That was the first time I ever used a Time Master. It was a lot of fun hanging out with him. And hopefully we get to do some more work together here this year and uh, just get to know each other a little bit better. Maybe play a uh, round of golf again as well. Uh, let's see the lawn analyst. We got the elevated lawn landscapes. What's going on, Cam? Uh, uh, Michael L and growing with Greg, Greg Ortiz. He's another, or she, sorry. Uh, she's another one in here all the time. Um, I just, uh, Derek, you kind of remind me of some of the, some of the, or a lot of the people that, that, sh that, that show up in the chat or that show up in the, the comments of people's YouTube videos. Cause that's what, that's what, uh, I feel like you're one of those people that are, are watching everybody's content. You may not be a YouTube content creator like some of us, but you're a frequent watcher of all of these, all of these guys that are making YouTube videos about lawn care. Uh, and that's another reason why I wanted to bring you on the show just to, you know, cause everybody, you know, we all have our audience and I feel like sometimes our audience doesn't get the recognition they should. And, and you're a little bit of a representation of that audience, I feel like. And that's why I wanted to bring you on. Cause you're, I know you're a frequent watcher of my videos and, and many others in the community. And, you know, we really appreciate that, that kind of support and, uh, from everybody in the community, so. Well, I might as well watch somebody else do something to their lawn and see if they damage it before I go and do it tomorrow. There you go. <laughs> hey, that's exactly <laughs> right. We got Ron Henry in here too. Thanks so much for tuning in, Ron. I appreciate that. Um, oh, I wanted to get to that uh, that drone shot you were talking about. Uh, um, Derek sent me a few of his photos that uh, from his lawn, and I really like this drone photo that he was mentioning here just a second ago. I, I know it might be a little delayed for you, Derek, but you know exactly what photo I'm talking about. Um, I when I first saw this photo, he shared it with me. It was from it was one that he, we posted or he posted on the St. Louis Lawn Care Nut group. Uh, the line, the property line, is so defined. <laughs> I I don't even have that defined of a property line, and that that is outstanding. Um, that's just really cool. What did when when was this taken? Do you remember? I think this was this summer. This was back. This might have been before the the heat of the summer. This might have been oh May or June before it got too hot and things were going great. Things were pretty good all all summer all this season for me, quite honestly. Um, 
But yeah, the the dark green, like I I didn't when I took that picture, I go, wow, like is that legit? Like that's that's no Photoshop, folks. It's just uh, it is what it is. So, and I know my way around Photoshop, and there's no Photoshop in that one. But that was also uh, either just a few weeks after a that might have been right after Memorial Day, so after a Malorganite treatment. That's why it's that deep, deep green. So, uh, yeah, it's that's in pretty good shape right there. And, you know, when you mow tall, do all that stuff, because I don't think I was even I, I was late watering this season. That's one thing I remember. I didn't put out the hoses like I so I do a big uh, I can't remember who I saw that did it. It might have been someone in the group in the Facebook group that I was part of. Uh, I did a big wireless sp- above ground sprinkler system so i've got (laughs) i ran hoses all around my house behind the bushes and set up but i didn't get that done until i think june or july like i was late getting the the hoses out for uh for irrigation but uh yeah things were pretty good and that was definitely earlier in the in the season i'd gotten that drone last year and i i'll be honest i don't do a whole lot with the drone besides flight above the house and that's it um, and I, I did it for a buddy's too. I did it to take picture of his, uh, of his lawn. Um, so yeah, it's what, that's probably the number one use of my drone is the, uh, the lawn pictures, unless I take it to a park or somewhere. Cause I'm working on getting the legit drone license and every, and certification and everything. It's a test you have okay. to take, but I just, I just keep it out of the public so I don't crash sure. it. And, you know, I don't want to be one of those drone people that fly over baseball stadiums and then they crash and get in trouble and ruin it for everybody else. So. What kind of drone do you use? Yeah, I see it in that in the chat. I mine is a DJI Mavic Air. So they don't even make the Mavic Air anymore. They make a Mavic Air Two. Um, so I've had mine for about two years, two or three years, I think. Uh, and I love it. It's pretty easy to use and it's awesome. I mean, it literally hovers uh in the air without you doing anything and it's very steady anyone can pick it up so i I started with a toy drone and i realized well this isn't what i want it to be and the pictures were terrible uh and then i got a beginner drone which is also sort of had the dji uh i guess system built in and then once i realized that one i could control it i learned how to fly it properly I found one on sale. The DJI Mavic Air was on sale at Target a few years ago, and I went and pulled the trigger on it and said, all right, I guess I'm doing this, and I love it. I love it. So uh, I think before I buy another one, if I need to upgrade, and this one's a pretty good drone. I mean, it's it's legit, but if I ever did want to upgrade, I need to upgrade with the reason, so I would have to – I'm going to make myself take the test and uh, have the legit certification so you can fly over people and fly and you know do – do things for sure. profit because I photography is another another one of my hobbies and I do love uh, messing around taking pictures and aerial photography obviously is a unique perspective so uh, yeah that's uh, I, I mostly use it for the lawn right now <laughs> I've I've always wanted to get uh, a drone it's just been more of a pricey thing when I look at the price I'm like uh, I think I'd rather spend the money on something else um, but I do eventually want to get one I've I know I've like I know, like one of the ones that uh, I I believe you don't have to get a an official license or register with the F or FAA. Is that correct? Yep. Um, is the yep. the Mavic Mini? Uh, yep. If it's under yep. a certain weight, 
you don't have to have it registered and all that jazz. So the Mavic Mini qualifies for that. It's it literally is built and sized and the weight on purpose so that it is not required to be registered with the FAA. That's one thing I've considered getting because I've noticed it being on sale with like on a pack because I'm a Costco member, so sometimes it's on like a like a a package yeah. deal there, and I'm like, oh, it's it's tempting. Like I want to try it because it'd be cool footage to put on a video or something like that, or just to, I don't know, fly around. I've never flown a drone before, so I don't know. That's what Ryan Nor he uses a drone in his his uh his lawn videos. I mean, and he's a great oh, yeah. editor too. Yeah, his stuff super. It makes me think, man. I do. I'm creative. I do video stuff. I have got a drone. But he he takes the time and does it so awesome. His, his is another. His channel is one of my favorites. I probably look at his stuff uh, a lot just because of the drone. Because I know he'd break out the drone to show off off the uh, the footage and yeah. everything. So I, maybe I can get to that level one day. He's, I don't know. He's definitely his uh, uh, cinem cine- cinematography. Is that what it's called? Yeah. It's it's next level. I I would put his. Second to none in our lawn care community as far as his just editing yeah. style. He's he's really good at just telling a story. Because I don't know if you watch his uh, his channel where it's uh, just his normal lawn, Ryan Knorr channel. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Where he just does, you know, some just kind of cool stories on there. He's just really good at just kind of uh, capturing the moment. Telling a story through those those uh, shots that he's getting. and And using those shots to tell a story. I mean, it's just... I just appreciate that a lot. I'm it, I, in some way like it reminds me of like music videos where I, I appreciate really good music videos that kind of uh, obviously there are some music videos are like what what is they doing in relation to this song? But there are some <laughs> music videos that like they kind of relate and, and tell the story. And I think that's what Ryan Nor does really well with his stuff. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So someone in the chat, Lawn Journeys, had asked if. Uh, any of my neighbors are trying to top me. Doesn't look like it, uh, but do they try if anyone upped their game? So it's that's a good question because I often wondered if anyone was paying that much attention. I don't think anyone really cares. So my neighborhood's kind of unique where uh, there's a few more retired folks. Uh, it trends a little older. So my na- I do have a neighbor across the street. He takes pretty good care of his lawn. He actually pays for a lawn service to come out and do some trimming, and they may do some uh, some fertilizer treatment and things like that. But besides that, everyone's sort of like mowing is really a chore. It's like, all right, I got to get out there and do it because this guy's over here mowing his lawn for the second time this week. Yeah. You know, he did it Wednesdays. Now he's doing it Saturday again. But I don't think they're watching the channel that <laughs> the stuff that I'm watching. So, um, but I will say. My back in my backyard, I have uh, some neighbors behind us, and they take really great great care of their lawn. Um, they have different types of grass, and then they cut it. It's it's theirs is like a golf course. They they redid some of their stuff in their backyard, have a little water feature and things like that. Their lawn's awesome. Theirs awesome. And when I was trying to uh, improve my backyard, they noticed and they appreciated. You've really they gotten this this grass over here growing like one spot behind a willow tree that I've got and one spot behind a fence. They're like, I don't know how, what you did to get get it like this, but it's never looked like that before you all moved in. And we've been living in our house for 10 years. Um, it's just taking me this long to get the backyard under control because there were so many weeds. It just took time. And yeah. I just had to figure out 
man, I've got to actually get the pre-emergent down way earlier than I was like every year. It was like, okay, I guess I do it earlier, do it earlier this year. I finally did it. I got it done like that first weekend in March or something like that. And I was about 89% weed free. I had some kick up in there, but I think I did a really good job at it this year and it was noticeable. So I'm excited for the backyard this year because my front yard's in great shape. My backyard took a huge step forward this year and I'm looking, I'm looking forward hopefully to having time to get that back in uh tip top shape and have both the front and backyard, uh, be a Malorganite bag picture quality, I guess. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So th- what you were just talking about in relation to, um, uh, how long it took you just to kind of get things kind of put together and looking the way you wanted it to look. I think that's a great kind of segue into, you know, beginners and the, and those types of things like, uh, having those realistic expectations starting out and what, what, uh, what to expect. Um, like what would you say for somebody that's, you know, let's say they just found the lawn care community. They're 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 like they're wanting to improve their lawn by minimizing the weeds. Um, what has been your experiences for like what has been the most most and most Im- thing that's improved the most and thing that you really needed to get nailed down to start improving those things to start to see a noticeable difference. Well, the thing that improved the most was just overall color of the lawn. But I think that was a, a factor of figuring out I needed to mow taller and when to water. That was the easy thing uh, because I just sort of, like the regular person, took the mower out there and, oh, it's too tall, let's mow it. That's one thing, but to mow it at the highest height of my mower setting and just have an even cut, I realize it's yeah. different. So, like, if my wife gives me trouble, she goes, yeah, you, I re- realized you don't keep the lawn that tall, so I figured you were going to mow this week. Like, she knows I keep it's pretty tall, but I know when I do mow, that's how I get yeah. the color. So, like, in the fall, when I go out and gradually take the height down so that I can do, uh, um, you know, the, the, the fall work on it to get uh, aeration done and everything like that, I start to see, like, okay, it's... Like this year when I did that, it was pretty. It was still pretty green, mm-hmm. you know. When I cut it down to two inches or lower, I'm like, wow. So it it really it was in good shape because that first year I did it, it was brown. Like when I, you know, took it down lower and lower, it just got brown. I'm like, ooh, the base is not as strong, but it it held this year. Um, so yeah, figuring that out was the first easy solution. Was mowing tall. And figuring out water because I was just one of those people. I got home from work. Ah, oh, I need the water. It needs some water. And that was, you know, five o'clock, five thirty. I had no idea you needed to water early in the morning so that you can get it down and then it would be in the lawn all day long and then dry. And knowing that if you watered in the night, it would sit there and create fungus and mold. I didn't realize all that stuff. I just figured, hey, it needs water. I'm gonna give it yeah. some water. <laughs> Learning all that stuff was eye-opening, and it, I realized it made a huge, huge difference. Um, so that was that was that. That was the easy thing. Patience is what I would also preach because it's not an overnight thing. And I've tried to tell people that when I tweet out pictures 
uh, on Saturday, I say, you know, lawn work complete. And everyone goes, what are you doing to your lawn to get that? And I'm like, well, it's a long story. And I tell them and they're like, oh, my gosh, like all that. <laughs> and I'm telling them about I fertilize this many times a year and I do this and I do that and I do this and I do that and I sharpen my blades. And they're like, oh, and they, they sort of get overwhelmed. I'm like, these are all things to me that I'm like, if I could spend a Saturday just doing it, it's no big deal. It's not, a, you know, a couple hours on a Saturday, fine. Um, but the patience factor, when I say patience, knowing when I put down fertilizer, it's not an instant right. fix. It's going to take some time for it to settle in. If I have mold or fungus issue, when you put down something, it's going to take some days for it to, you know, clear it up. When you water, it takes some time for that brown to get back to green. Um, when you want to prevent weeds, you know, you it might take a season. You, you got to be patient. Yep. So I, I realized that at first. And so I said, okay, in the fall, I'm going to do all this in September and October to prepare myself for the next yeah. year. And realizing, hey, the winter, let it do its thing. And when I come back, March is when I'm going to be on it. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to prepare myself and I'm going to – tell myself mentally or put it down on a calendar. I'm going to prepare and get these things I need to put down in the, in the yard to get ready. So, um, like right now, man, I'm the winter is like so bad. I miss being out there for, for one, just being outside. It's, it's, it's a, it's one of the things like I run, I do yard work and those are my sort of hobbies and that's my release. So, uh, yeah, the patience was definitely a thing. That's definitely key because it, none of the things we can do to our lawn, make it happen overnight or happen immediately besides mowing it. That's the one thing you do that's an immediate yep. fix, quote unquote. So um, those are lessons. Those are lessons. So, uh, but besides that, man, I, I, I've only done a, a soil test once and I've just sort of stayed st steady with everything I've done because I'm not trying to do anything too crazy. I just want to keep my grass looking yeah. good. So I'm a keep it simple, stupid guy. Well, and that's, I think that's perfectly fine because I think sometimes, uh, I think we, I think sometimes when you get really into the lawn care stuff, um, it's, it doesn't take much time until you're starting to go overboard and you start to forget about yeah. those simple things. Um, because like I said, it, it's a common trend of what I've asked you, what I've asked Mark, what I've asked Matt, uh, you know, which are all different spectrums of, of education and knowledge in this, in this realm of things. Uh, and the most common things are mowing and watering. And it's not, it's not diving into those, uh, you know, fertilizing or, or this, that, and the other. And now we did talk about soil testing being another good base thing to do to help, uh, understand what we're doing throughout the year, as far as making, appropriate applications to the lawn but fundamentally the most important things uh too that we do that uh the most often to the lawn that are going to impact the lawn the most is mowing and watering and it's just good to hear that from all spectrums of knowledge so even hearing it from matt's perspective from uh uh from mark's perspective from your perspective i would take that saying like okay matt's like the expert you know he works in the field he's he's that's his day-to-day -day job he does that for a living and and right. here you are you're you're your average homeowner 
taking care of your lawn, learning from people like Matt and and people in the middle as well, like Mark and and those types of things that have just done a ton of self-education. And even still, like going from that spectrum, you're still finding people the most, the thing that I've found to be the most helpful is mowing properly, watering properly, and everything else will just kind of fall in line once you do that because it, it's it's very easy to overcomplicate things and not to try to simplify what we do in as far as lawn care because it, it does need to have some respect as far as, you know, uh, understanding what to apply, when to apply, and those types of things and how much to exactly. apply. But it's those basic things. If you're not doing those basic things, nothing else really matters because uh, you're not, the things you do the most often to the lawn are going to make the biggest impact to your overall result, which is watering and mowing. So, um, I you think, said it right there. Yeah. You said literally, I mean, the one thing that I, that I was mostly challenged with was when I, I wanted to fix an area of the, of the yard and I needed to seed and I was like, okay, this is, it's, that's an investment. You mean bu- buying grass seed and, you know, Fingers crossed, hoping that it works because you can buy grass seed and, you know, it doesn't grow. That's a waste of money. Yep. And I don't want to buy just the regular old cheap grass seed and, you know, just put anything down. I need to get something decent and I want to match the rest of the the lawn, but that's an investment. And I don't want to just burn money and just, you know, (laughs) give it away. Yeah. Knowing when to plant it, how to water it and how to, you know, have it all you know, how to get it to grow properly. That was a learning experience for me. I mean, I would immediately say, oh my gosh, I've got a spot here. I need to get some grass seed for, and it's August 15th. (laughs) So I'm running to Home Depot on August 15th and I'm throwing down grass seed and I'm watering it. And I'm like, okay, I'll water tomorrow because it probably needs some water. Well, it's not working because guess what? It needs more than just me watering it once a day. Like I realized, oh, I need to set a schedule and keep this thing wet for days because guess what it if it just dries out it will never grow right. i can't just walk at five o'clock when i get home every day so i realized so i ended up getting a remote uh sprinkler system for my phone i could schedule it and i could control it from anywhere i have internet access that was a thing for me um figuring out when i needed to plant grass you know i'd tell myself in in you know july or august i'm not buying grass seed no I'll buy it in, in, at the end of August when it goes on sale, and I'll put it down in September or October and get it to grow then, Yeah, and, and it'll be strong the next year. Because I didn't know that. I mean, you see grass seed on the shelf year-round, but the bags don't say, plant this at this time. Well, maybe some of them do, but I needed a guy like Alan and like yourself to, to put it in my face and say, the best time to do this is the fall growing season. Yep. I had never that, that that was the best thing that blew my mind. Alan's little graph that showed March and the grass growing and then April, May, June and then July, August that it would slow down and then September, October we got another growing season here yep. in the the northern area. I'm like I never knew that. That was like mind blowing to me. And it literally just following the directions worked. I mean I put down grass seed and it just came back to life in a matter of like weeks. I mean, this year was a great example. I wish I would have taken pictures of the process of uh, dethatching, aerating, putting down the seed, and then watching it come back. 
because the spots that I filled in came back so strong, came back so green. Um, and all I did was did basic, basic stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, and the, to your other question about what I learned and my own advice, I never knew the difference between the organics and the synthetics. I would just go and, you know, you see, and again, I'm not bragging on any brand or anything and it is what it is. You find what you, what works for you and what you can afford or whatever and roll with it. You know, I'm, I'm not going to tell anyone what they should or shouldn't be buying. I know what I've got experience with and I'm comfortable with. Yeah. But when I first started out, I was buying Scott's. I was buying stuff that I thought, oh, this will work. And I, <laughs> the first time I used some of that stuff when I was, when I found one of Alan's videos, I burned the heck out of my lawn, man. <laughs> I mean, it turned yellow brown so fast and I didn't pay attention to application rates or anything. And I just about just not the entire lawn, but spots of it. I torched bad. And that's when I realized, Ooh, maybe I didn't do something right. And that's when I backed off and took another look. And that next year I said, Oh, what's this Milo organ night stuff? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, Oh, it makes a difference. And it, it was a little bit easier or safer sure. for me. It's been my go-to. I can't destroy my lawn, but at the same time, it's natural, it's organic, and you know, it's safer, and it's for me, I'm more comfortable using it. So again, it's just a matter of figuring out, you know, what what I was comfortable with and and whatnot. So, and that's on on cue. Someone asked in the chat, what products do I use? Um, so I can tell you, I started when I first my first year of success. I actually started with the uh, Menards program. I bought on schedule. They have they had a little brochure. Mm -hmm. If you go into your local Menards. Uh, a little brochure that shows what bag to use and when. I just did I that. I love Menards. And I, it's a great store. <laughs> it's a great store. Uh, and it's one right down the street from, you know, about two miles down the road from my house in St. Peter's yep. here. Um, that's, but, the only, uh, that's the one I have to go to around here because I don't have one okay. my way. Menards is like the, the Walmart <laughs> of, of hardware stores because you can buy food. Yeah cheaper prices you, yeah and you can buy anything from food all the way to to lumber like <laughs> yes yeah, they've got cheese it's they've got licorice milk and then you go out you're gonna buy some fertilizer they got candy they've got barbecue grills they've got doors plumbing i mean it's a one-stop shop of a store but i was using their little Menard, menards lawn program and just putting down bag by month of what they said and it worked. It didn't work super great, but it worked. Um, but I was easing my way into it. And that's when I, you know, I figured out they had organic types of comparable malorganite product. Um, and I was trying that. Um, and then I realized, oh, this malorganite stuff, that that's the guy had, that's what he had in the video. Let me try this. And this was before the malorganite craze happened a few summers ago. Um, so I started with the Menard stuff, switched to Malorganite, um, and then I was just doing that fertilizer, and um, in the fall, I used uh, Menard's fall winterizer mm -hmm. fertilizer stuff, um, and that's what I did that first year. I really got into it uh, when I needed to uh, kill some fungus or something like that. I just used, you know, Scott's or something. If I found something online, like I honestly, I would go to Amazon. I'd find something Amazon to have on sale 
and I would just buy it because I wasn't throwing that stuff down a ton. I was throwing it down as needed. Um, and that was really it. I was, it was simple, you know. I was, you know, I have a uh, sprinkler system. Let me see the brand that it is. Uh, it's another thing I'll, I'll share. I've got smart lights, smart garage door opener, and all that jazz. And I have the Melnor Rain Cloud, oh, right which is on. it's hooked up to your outdoor yeah. spigot, and it's got four uh, spigots coming off of it. And you can control those from um, so the Melnor Rain Cloud. I ran my hoses around. That's what I use to water, and uh, that's pretty much it. I've got a Honda Mower. I sharpen my. I've got two sets of blades. I sharpen them with the what I call the Ryan Noor blade sharpening system with the the elbow grinder sander thing, and I do it once a month. I sharpen. I try to switch my blades out every thirty days. So you know, if I'm mowing once a month, every four, four mows, but out. So that's program. I guess I should document it for those that are curious because it's not crazy. But when I think about it, I'm doing a lot of stuff. Like I didn't think of it at one point, but I'm actually doing yeah. a lot of stuff. And then it comes to fall, you know, I go and rent an aerator. I've got a uh, Greenworks dethatcher that I bought off of Amazon, and it's like clockwork. I just do it all over again. Then I, when I come, when it comes to seed, this year I bought some Black Beauty okay. for the first time. I found it at uh, Ace Hardware, a local Ace Hardware store. And I was like, ooh, they've got Black Beauty. I've never <laughs> been able to find it in a store like that. So I got all giddy and got all excited. Uh, and, I, and I put that down. And that, that's, that's why I was so proud of how the grass came in. Because that Black Beauty, man, the color, the, the way it came in, the, the feel of the grass. I, I legit did the hand thing when that stuff was growing. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious how it, how it comes back after the winter and all the, the snow we've been getting this week and supposedly going to get next week here in the st louis area yeah but i it always it always every every winter i'm always you know you and i both see kind of how brown the lawns turn and you're always like man (laughs) it's hard to envision it like this is going to turn green again and then then when you look back at like fall and spring and summer picks you're like wow it's amazing how quickly it turns because i remember i was looking at videos from last spring um, when I feel like the lawn coming out of winter was doing much worse than what I think it's going to do this year, uh, was way more brown than what it, it currently is. And by, I can't remember if it was like late March, early April, it was, it was pretty green looking on those, on my old videos. Yeah. And, uh, it's just, a, it's always interesting to see, you know, nature come to life, uh, when we come out of winter and, you know, birds are chirping, trees are blooming, flowers are blooming. It's just kind of, it's, it is really cool to see all that. And we always forget like how quickly that happens, or at least I do. I don't know yes. if we all do, but, um, but yeah. I paid for kitchen now being a lawn care nut because I'm, I'm always, uh, I'll stick the chest out a little bit when, when the grass turns greener than how everyone else is in the yeah. neighborhood. It'll be like, oh, mine's green already. You're still brown <laughs> yeah, and yellow. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I wanted to jump over to somebody asked, uh, Jay 
I'm I'm not I'm not figure figurio figura. He said, "Any tips on getting rid of clover? I've got centipede and Bermuda. Can't uh, seem to find any products safe for those types of grasses." Jay, I I don't really know. Uh, I can't really recommend anything because I'm not well versed on a lot of different products for warm season grasses. Um, I'd have to just recommend you um, over to like Matt Martin. He would probably be able to help you out here, there, uh, or here on on that topic. Uh, but I don't feel comfortable really recommending anything. I'm not an expert on on this. I'm just a DIYer that has learned <laughs> quite a bit from people. But there's still a large amount of information that I still don't know, so I can't always recommend things. And I will admit, when something's outside of my scope of knowledge, I will always recommend them to go to someone else that I know will be able to direct them in a better uh, direction yeah. than, than I can. So I will tell you here in our Northern cool season area, um, I had tons of clover in my backyard mm -hmm. and what worked for me. And again, I don't know if this is going to work on a warm season lawn, but spectricide weed stop. Okay. So they make a, they make a granular product in a bag and they also make a liquid product that you could hook up to your hose and spray. That stuff, as long as you follow the application rates, um, that's my go-to for uh, pre-emergent or a safe weed killer that you can apply just blanket over the lawn without it harming the lawn. Spectricide Weed Stop is actually my go-to for for uh, a pre-emergent or weed killer. Do you know? So is it, that a pre? Is that does it have a does that have a pre-emergent and post-emergent mix with it? I believe so. Okay. I believe so. I'm going to actually go in and, and type it now because of the beauty of having multiple monitors on my screen here, multitask. Uh, but it's it's a product that I've really, um, um, I, I, I've, I don't say I've lived and died by it, but at the beginning of the season, that's actually what I put down in March. Okay. And it does a really good job of controlling and it may take one more application uh, later on and man like this year i put that stuff down like the second weekend in march in my backyard and it it was like a world of difference Wait, because you know what the active was, ingredient is for the pre-emergent i'm gonna go I'm, double I'm gonna, check i'm gonna guess i bet it's like pendimethalin or something like that okay spectricide weed stop so i, I see that tells you how i'm a diy because i knew what to look for um, but I didn't know top of my head cause yeah, it also kills nutsedge cause I have a, have a huge nutsedge problem in my front yard. Um, let's see. No, this is so small. Uh, do, 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 do. It's so that font's so tiny. I can't even see it, but it kills crab gas, land, dandelions, chickweed, clover, nutsedge, nutsedge. Oh, I wish I could see that active ingredient on it now i'm going to see if it's got it on the uh product description i'm actually go to their website but um it's it's a product i i have come to trust and it has worked for me pretty well um i don't want to derail the show no I'm no, no you're good 
We actually, guys, we didn't, we didn't actually, uh, I just caught, I just caught Derek in the middle of work because he's got so many screens. He's actually working while being on the podcast. <laughs> Sometimes that happens. Okay, here we go. Sometimes that actually does happen. Let's see what they say. Their active ingredient is spectracide weed stop for lawns, kills all kinds of weeds, yada, 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 easy to use product. And someone in the chat's probably going to beat me to this. Okay, active ingredients, 2,4-D, and I've heard Alan say this, and I always botch it, dimethylamine salt. It also has micro crop. This is great podcast stuff here. 2,4-D's <laughs> uh, in it. I, that's one I've ne- definitely heard Alan and other guys say. Um, it also has sulf, sulfentrazone, dicamba. There you go. See, you're smart. You are an expert. No, no, no. Don't call me that. I'm just wondering what the, what the pre-emergent, uh, uh, ingredient is in that. Cause I know 2,4-D is a post-emergent. Um, yeah. And I think sulfentrazone is a post-emergent as well, but I'm not. I'm curious what the I'm curious what they have in there for the pre-emergent. Not to say I'm asking for you to find that out, but just curious off the top. If anybody can find that out, feel free to throw that up in the Again. chat. And and it may not be a true pre, but I tried it in March and it worked. And I knew I I needed a another uh, application of it because it just didn't kill it all, but it worked for me. So um, the, the specs on it, this product is intended for use by homeowners on residential lawns, including cool season turf grass, Kentucky bluegrass, perennial ryegrass, fescue, including tall, red, and fine leaf fescues, bent grass, warm season turf grass, Bermuda grass, zoysia grass, St. Augustine, centipede. Do not apply to zoysia grass just emerging from dormancy as it may result in lawn it, damage. Uh, did it say it takes care of clover? Because this particular guy was looking uh, for, uh... I believe, yes. Okay, controls most common weeds, including blah 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 clover, clover, two different types. Well, there of you clover. go. It said it. Uh, it's safe to apply to centipede and Bermuda. Derek, you can throw that up in the chat if. Uh... Yeah, I'll I'll link to it. Let's see, and this is going to be the product on their website, and they've got, like I said, they've got the bag. The you know the spread the granular and they've got a uh, a spray a liquid product and let's see if I can just link to if they have a general page okay here we go I'm gonna link to this page and put it in the chat go back to YouTube because I've got lots of screens boom there it is I just put it in because I can figure out technology well I would hope so <laughs> since you work in in a uh... <laughs> I'm a communications, graphic design, video podcast yeah, guy. I should exactly. be able to, right? <laughs> I may not know my pre-emergent what products work for me. Uh, so yeah, yeah. But like I said, th- that's that's one of the basic. It's a big box store. I, I buy it at either Home Depot or Lowe's or Walmart. It's not hard to find. It it doesn't sell out as frequently as Malorganite. It's it's pretty easily accessible. But as long as you use it the right way at the right time. Um, I've had pretty good luck with it. So people are correcting me 
uh, in the chat, thankfully, because I'd hate to be spreading misinformation about the products I use. Um, but yeah, like I said, personal experience for me, it's, it's worked out pretty well. I just know after like several different uses of it, I know it works in certain temperatures, you know, I know not to put it down and above 90 degrees and just wasting my money and it's going to either harm the lawn or not work at all. Um, so it's just that kind of stuff, you know, you, you figure out what you need to do and, uh, when you need to yeah. do it and how to do it. Well, so, that goes back um, to, you know, you, you were talking about, you know, trying to, uh, kind of hone on, on the skill of finding the right time to apply your pre-emergent uh, or weed control, uh, each year. And I can relate to that in, in regards to fungicide because, um, yeah. I, that's just something I've always had a problem with every year. Uh, this, this new lawn was especially bad. The old lawn that the older house, I had some fungus problems, but it wasn't near what I had at this one. And, uh, I, I've always had an issue. I've always, I'm always, I always wait too late. I always like, uh, the, when, once the humidity and everything always catches me off guard and I'm at that point in time, it's, it's too late. It's like, and that's tough in our yes. climate, like St. Louis, when it gets so hot in the heat of the summer, like you're fighting, if you haven't kept your lawn in the shape, like I realized if I didn't water leading into August and, and things like that, it's going to be an uphill battle to get it back to what I want it to be. So, um, you're right, man. And it's just, when when you 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 live and yeah. you learn. I mean, you're exactly. probably living you learn. You figure out what I did last year. I don't want to do again this year. Exactly. <laughs> that's kind of what. That's kind of what I was alluding to. Is it's like as a DIYer, you're gonna when you talk about patience, you're going to have to that first year, the first three, I would say maybe even the first five years. There's going to be something every year that you're gonna be like, oh crap, I didn't yeah. realize that was going to happen. I I messed up. Um, cause you can do everything you can, you can try to educate yourself as much as possible, which yeah. is a really good thing. Don't stop that. Don't stop the potential mistakes from, uh, or don't let the potential mistakes from stop stopping you from learning. Um, but you know, the experience and failure is going to be some of the most important things to teach you, uh, and, and learn from as you move forward with caring for your lawn. Um, because there's always going to be something. And I would say like with my situation with, with fungus, I always know I'm getting it down too late uh, from a preventative perspective. And here in the transition zone in St. Louis, you know, we have humidity and fungus like the, the disease triangle as Alan, excuse me, calls it. That's around that, that is around here in St. Louis uh, probably from, Late April, early May, all the way to end of August, beginning of September. So we have we have yeah. disease pressure that long, um, and you know that's just kind of of it. You'll like for me. I know this year, I don't care. I don't care what the weather's doing. Um, well, I will pay attention to that, but I always know the weather can catch me off guard. That I can look at the forecast, and it can always just be a completely different. I'm going to be more diligent about, you know, maybe mid-April, late April. I need to get my preventative fungicide down because I know I had a really bad issue with it last last year um, and still work on, you know, other things within the soil as well. 
because um, <clears throat> that's one thing I learned from Matt last year is uh, working on the fungus fungus problem and getting rid of that fungus problem while still trying to, uh, in a way, amend the soil, helping the pH and those types of things. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, like I said, each year I would say I, I shouldn't even say the first five years because I, I bet if I had a professional in here, there's they're going to say you're going to learn something every year you do something. Yes. Um, yes. But I would say may, may, maybe I, I the first do. five years are going to be the most most influential or where you're going to make the most mistakes and learn from. Like you're going to yeah. think you have it figured out, and once you have it figured out, that's when it's going going to. Uh, most likely three for a loop and you're not going to have it figured out at all. So shout out to, uh, elevated landscapes. I knew there were people in the chat smarter than me, but, uh, he said the spectricide granular, which is usually my go-to. I always usually go to the granular product, but he said it has died. Uh, I think it's pronounced dithiopier. Um, not a sign, but I think I, Alan sometimes pronounces it dithiopier, but I think it's actually pronounced dithiopier, but I could be wrong. Well, shout out to Elevated Landscapes who says that access to pre-emergent, which is why I probably had success with it when I put it down in March and stopped a lot of the clover. And uh, I my backyard got those fun little yellow sunflowers that we all love that kids think are cute. But we're like, oh, those things are popping up. I had none of those. I had none of those this year. And I was super pumped that uh, Spectricide stuff did its job on that. I had none of those. I still had a little bit of clover, a little bit of broadleaf. Uh, but, yeah, it was it was much better. And I'm looking forward to the backyard being in uh, much better shape this year. So thanks. Thanks, folks, in the chat. You guys are awesome. Yeah, thank you, Cam. And thank everyone else who at Lawn Journeys, he posted uh, the chemical active ingredients, uh, as well. Thank you guys for your help. Um, you know, one of the, one of the biggest tools every time I, when I'm mowing, uh, I actually carry, uh, a big, it's probably like, I don't know, 10, 12 inches long. It's a really big, fat, flathead screwdriver that I have in my pocket. Cause I know that I'm bound to find a weed or two that I know I could easily uh, drive the screwdriver down next to it, next to the root base and pop it out because that's what I'll do. Like I'll have a couple dandelions that pop up along the the curb or something like that, and that's what I do. I'm like, I'm not going and grabbing a weed killer. I'm just gonna. I know I can slide this down the uh I'm so right at right at its base, <laughs> and I know I can because if you slide it because it's got a big long tap root. So what I do is I slide I I pull up all the leaves and I slide the screwdriver down down into the ground and just kind of start angling it. And you can kind of hear it pop yeah. the, the tap root. And generally, sometimes it'll come back, but I would say more times than not, the dandelion's done and I don't see it anymore. And then I just throw the weed in the the street and let it burn from the heat. <laughs> but that's that's some of my, my weed control uh, as well. I don't always... I don't pull. I don't pull a lot of weeds myself. I'm, I, I tend to want to go and spray because I... My fear is that I don't get the root and it's just going to come back or come back stronger. So I want to spray and pray. That's my thing. I rather, uh, if I don't, if I mow over and I see it, I'm going to just go back and spray. And that's my thing because I'm really fearful if I just pull, I'm going to cause more damage. So that's that's my thing. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, Nuts Edge and stuff like that, I don't do that, too, because oh, we, yeah. uh, for those that may be watching that don't know, which I, I'm sure there aren't um, anybody in here that doesn't know this, but obviously pulling Nuts Edge can help, can increase it to spread and those types of things. Um, so I usually just do that to the weeds that I know, like a dandelion or something like that, that I can easily get out. But that reminded me... Um, one of the main one of the things I like about having um, having Derek on the show is I know a lot of people in the chat and people that are currently watching probably know a lot of the things that everything we've talked about tonight are probably things that you you already know about or your knowledge or they know they know how to pronounce sure. the words and your knowledge <laughs> is is way above of what we've talked about but I always think it's important to because I'm uh, to to come back to these really basic things from a DIY perspective because I know some people that watch my channel are DIYers they're first timers uh, and they're probably not an hour long into a podcast so this may be irrelevant to bring this up but I like to bring it back to these types of things because I know a lot of times they're I shouldn't say a lot or yeah a lot of times the homeowners or DIYers are just starting out as much as you think these basic things are are known or they're like common sense, uh, they're not. And Derek kind of pointed that out earlier in the show, just like he's like, I didn't realize watering at the right time of day could make such a huge difference. I didn't realize mowing more frequently could make such a big difference. Um, so I appreciate everybody staying tuned, tuning in, because I know some of this could be like, oh, boring. You know, this is like lawn care 101 or something like that. But I think it's always important to bring that to light, those very simple things. There's a lot of people that are impressed by those with a great lawn and how to get it. And even the simple stuff, they're like, oh, is that all it takes? I mean, I mean, I, I kid you guys not. In the summer, and I might post one picture a month, and I might get people to say, you haven't tweeted a picture of your lawn lately. We want to see what it looks like these days. And I do, and it never fails. I'll get at least one or two people. What are you doing to it? How's it what, how, how in the world? But it, I'm not doing anything crazy. I'm not, you know, the, the craziest thing I'm doing is tying a PVC pipe to the thing and filling it with sand or dirt and rock and making making stripes and not having a real striper, you know? that's the oddest thing everything else is like a, you know water mow sharpen the blades it's not complicated but at the same time for what everyone else is doing that may be different and more complicated complicated there's someone else that's just like me that's like oh i can do this or i can go rent a aerator or dethatcher and figure this out so i don't know it's it's perspective you know, it's 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 knowing where you are and where where you feel comfortable, and I'm pretty comfortable where I am with it. And it's a matter of uh, if I am I if I got it in good shape, I just want to keep it there. So uh, I'm not I, I'm not a science guy. I'm I'm not a complicated guy. I wish I could take figure out what the next level is, and I'm afraid. I am deathly afraid of wiping out my entire lawn and starting over. I will not do that. And I see guys do that all the time, and will say. Oh yeah, I'm just gonna kill that side of the lawn and and just replant it and do it. You won't find me doing that. <laughs> well, not, I mean, if I if I find a part of the lawn that I'm like, ooh, it's rough, 
I'm going to just try to rehab the heck out of it and get it to where it needs to be. Cause I've had luck yeah. that way. So I'm not Ryan or I'm just going to pull it all out, scalp it. And I'll just throw a bunch of seed down and get it back to, you know, I'm going to just destroy it and bring it back to where well, I want it to be. I don't have, and that's courage. what I think <laughs> Alan does a really good job at, at uh, drilling that with his uh, program is he, he's not a huge advocate of burning the lawn down. He, I don't remember his, yeah. uh, percentage ratio of good turf to weeds but it's a pretty low percentage of actually good turf to weeds like that uh, before he's saying yeah you should probably start all over like it's i I, like i said i'm not going to try to uh remember the ratio but uh it's there's a lot of truth to that because and, and and i speak to this even though i'd never had really good pictures or youtube videos of when i was at my old lawn but that old lawn had a ton of crabgrass in it, and uh, what I did one fall was I dropped the mower all the way down, cut out all the bad, or cut everything down really low, aerated it, top dressed it with compost, seeded it, and the next year, it was, uh, and I the next the following year I in spring I put a pre-emergent down and I had zero crabgrass and I really had very little weed pressure at all and i had a lot of good grass it wasn't as thick as the following year because it was i wouldn't say it was a full renovation but i would say it wasn't as uh mature of a lawn as it could have been because i had done a really heavy overseeding so there was a lot of you know very new a lot of new grass there that hadn't thickened up so the following year uh the year actually the year we moved that spring and summer in fall it was it was that front lawn was thick it was really thick it was good um and i equate that and i only overseeded one year and i think there's a a huge uh testament to you don't need to always burn it down uh i think i think doing those those a lot of work in the fall cutting it down overseeding if you can put some compost down um and just getting on a good pre-emergent schedule, you're going to have a, a good, good results. I mean, and then getting on those practices we talked about, like good watering, um, mowing frequently and those types of things and, and getting on a decent fertilizing schedule as well. Not saying that's not an important thing to do as well, but it's all those basic things that need to get honed in first before we ever dive into some of those more, I wouldn't say, I say fertilizing is a complicated thing, but those basic things need to happen before we even need to think about what fertilizer do I need to use or something like that. <clears throat> and, and, yeah. and it's all about perspective. What are you okay with? And that's exactly what Mark and I asked about last year, you know, or last year, last week, he said, what lawn are you happy with? How much do you want to put into it? Because the more perfection you want to get with it, that just means the more time you're going to be out in the lawn. Yep. And do you have that yep. kind of time or no, or, or money? Because it does, it does take, Yes. It does take money. The larger your lawn, the more expensive it's going Absolutely. to be. Man, that, that is the truth. I never realized when I, so, and I'm going on, and again, I'm not here to promote any product or anything like that. I don't have any, I don't have any brands attacked. I'm not sponsored by anyone like this guy here <laughs> that's got everything stuff. But I am, a, I, I've said it before, I'm, I'm, I'm Malorganite guy and I've had good luck with it. So I, I tend to be with clothes and certain things, a brand loyalist. If I find something that works, 
uh, a product, uh, a brand, I tend to stick with it. Malorganite has been working for me, and I like it. Problem is, if you go to a big box store, the prices on it have just skyrocketed lately. Like going to Home Depot and buying a single bag is like 18 bucks. But I found a couple of stores. I'm going to keep those quiet because I don't want to give it away for those that might be local. Uh, but I found a couple of places that have it for eight or nine bucks. And if I find it on sale, like last year, I found a store that had Milo and I bought all the bags I needed for the entire season at once because they were on sale for eight bucks a bag. So I had the bags just stacked up in my garage for the into the fall. Um, Your garage must have been smelling perfect then. (laughs) (laughs) It it had a little bit of success smell. Yeah. Uh, But I knew like, man, I don't want to spend 18 bucks because I would just buy it when I needed it and throw it down. Like, well, what's wrong with me just buying it and having it? And I'm saving some money because I know I'm Mm going to use it. So I just bought what I knew I needed for that year, put it in the corner of the garage and just let it set. And when I threw it down on Memorial Day and Fourth of July and so on and so forth, I had it and I was set. So because I realized, man, I don't want to pay 18 bucks for this and this for that. And, you know, I'm 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 I don't want to say I'm cheap, but I like to watch how I'm spending pennies sure. and not Absolutely. overdo it. You know, because I learned that lesson with grass seed. I was like, oh, I'm going to buy this grass seed and do it. And it didn't grow. And I was like so disappointed because I'm like, that's a waste of money. Yeah. I put down grass seed and I got nothing out of it. It's like, well, I'm never going to do right. that again. So I just figured, you know, with the fertilizer, with all that stuff, I'm going to buy what I know I need. And if I find it on sale, buy what I know sure. I need. So that that's sort of been my the way I've gone about the investment yep. of it. So. So if if anyone wants to give me a time master, I am willing to take a free time master lawnmower. <laughs> uh, I because that might be my next investment is a, is an upgraded mower. Quite quite honestly, that that's the next thing because my mower, I, I love my Honda. Uh, that's got the dual blades and everything. Um, that's the next step for me is to get a, a higher quality mower that can you know a wider base get the job done faster better quality cut and even though a better quality cut i sharpen my blades all the time so that's not the issue but we'll see how we how shall big see. is your lawn my lawn is i'm about five six i'm about a little bit under five thousand. oh man feet. a time master would make that like a a 15 minute not even a 15 minute oh. mow and here, here's the funny part. So when I do my uh, uh, mowing, I actually so I, I stripe. I'm a striper, and I mow. I will sometimes like double the direction. So I I mow. I go back. I go back again, and I go back again, and then I do the next one, and I go back, and I do the next one, and I go back. So that's sort of my thing. I I sort of do multiple passes on a single stripe in whatever direction. Um, that's sort of how I get it, get it, get things going. Um, so I, I probably spend doing the front yard about 30 minutes because I want those stripes to really pop. So I go in the direction at the same time. So, um, yeah, yeah. And in the chat, for those that have asking, um, yes, I have checked my levels and I go, I don't, so yes, it's been several 
several years of Milo, but I don't go heavy every single time. I don't always put down the standard app. I may go lighter. I may go heavier if I know. But uh, yes, it it is not uh, out of control. But the things are normal. Things are growing steady. I just know if I put stuff down, uh, there is. Uh, I, I'm not worried about the levels of phosphorus versus potassium in the lawn based on knowing, again, personal experience, knowing how much I put down the previous time. I'm not putting down a heavy dose every single time. I may go lighter. I may go heavier. It's a balancing act for me. So, sure. But yeah, the key for me is I know I'm not going to burn the lawn like I did with the Scotch product uh, a few years ago. So. Yeah. Super TA does bring up a good point, though, because um, uh, yes. if, uh, if all you're using uh, or all your you know, you're putting heavy apps down of, of malorganite or fertilizers that have um, a, a heavy phosphorus. Um, can, um, they're heavy in phosphorus, you can, or not even heavy, but if you're putting a lot of fer- fertilizer down that has it has a good amount of phosphorus in it, you can be kind of overloading it and your fossil, phosphorus levels can get really high. Um, so that's why you just kind of have to be careful on, on what you are applying. I'm no expert in that. Matt Martin could go into way more detail about why that is not a good thing and those types of things. But I, I do know it is, it is good to kind of switch up what you're using in your yard and, and kind of, uh, being more, being aware of those things. So that's a good point to, to bring up, uh, super TA. Um, I did want to, uh, go into reeling with Jim. He asked, uh, he has St. Augustine and struggle. Large patches died off, I think, because of grubs or fungus. Um, that could be. I'm not very well versed in St. Augustine. I've, uh, I've the only warm season grass that I know I have a very, very tiny, minute uh, bit of experience with is, is Bermuda. Um, I would, I would recommend you hop over to Alan, uh, the Lawn Care Nuts channel. He would have. A lot of information for you there as to why maybe your St. Augustine had had died off in large patches. It could have been fungus. It could have been grubs. Um, but I'm just not not sure. Um, but to your other question, you said, I thought he asked, uh, do they make, yeah, do they make a St. Augustine seed? Uh, they do not. St. Augustine is, uh, they do not make seed. Uh, all St. Augustine seed that actually comes off of your, your grass. That's, I've been, I've, I've been told and learned that that's actually, those seeds are actually sterile. So they will not, even if you mulch those down to the ground, they will not, uh, germinate. Um, but it doesn't hurt to mulch that down into the ground to get just more organic material down into the soil to help, um, you know, in improving your soil in that way. Um, so that's usually the way when you, to, for St. Augustine lawns, since you have stolons that spread across the top of the ground, um, they spread that way, or you can take plugs of your existing St. Augustine lawn and putting them in those bare spots and they, it will help fill in those bare, bare spots a little quicker, uh, doing it that way as well. Um, and that's where, that's where, um, staying on a good fertilization program, um, throughout the growing season and mowing frequently can just increase that St. Augustine or speed up that St. Augustine to spread and fill in a little bit quicker in those bare spots. So, uh, just something to kind of consider for those. Um, that's the extent of my knowledge with there. I won't go any, try to go any further with any sort of, 
uh, with anything else. That's all I kind of know that I think are some basic things that can help with those things. So, you know, more than most though, you know, more than me. Um, well, is there any other questions? I have a question. Do you miss the hill? (laughs) I won't even hesitate on that. (laughs) I, uh, that's when I first discovered you, and I'm like, this guy's mowing yeah. that? Holy uh, it's like my backyard is on a slight incline, and I was so excited when I got a self-propelled mower for the first time. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is night and day before my old Walmart classic mower that was just a piece of junk. But that hill, I was like, what? Yeah, so the, the, I can't remember. That? I don't even remember what year it was. Uh it might have it might have been last was it last fall the last fall we were there yeah because i think i did i think the last fall i ever did a a heavy overseed every year i did a overseed back there because it would thin out because it just was really shady um but i had to move one of the downspots because there was the soil was starting to erode away down to the downspot so i had yep I had to dig I had to dig it up and bury it further down and in that process I had to uh you know there's massive trees around there so there's these mega roots that I keep hitting and um I was out there for hours just moving that and then I'm like oh my I am I need cuz I had to get this all done uh because that I was a weekend we I had you know we have three kids uh I had to make most use of my time and I was beat like by, I, I almost like, cause I, I did that. Then I did all my seeding and put the, uh, uh, the, uh, the, what is it? The, not the weed barrier, the, uh, I'm blanking right now. The thing you put over seed, like a seed blanket. I put that oh, down okay. when I, yeah. when I was done, I was, I was like, I wasn't blacking out at all, but I was exhausted. Like I was, it it reminded me of when I used to work out for cross country and where I was like pushing the brink of my body. Like I was just like, I need to stop. I need to go drink water. I need to eat something. But that hill was, it was awful. Uh, I I don't miss it at all. The only thing I miss about that hill is just the the pure view because we had a really cool view um, you know, when you look out the back window of our house, it's just, you see trees and you don't see houses. Um, especially in winter time when it snows, it's a really cool scenic view of the trees having snow on them. That's the only thing I miss about that is just the view we had. Cause now our view is, uh, a cul-de-sac, <laughs> but it's a give and take. Yeah. We have a bigger yard. We have, we don't have a hill. And I would rather take that over um, having a hill that is just, you can't do anything on. I mean, that backyard was, you couldn't really do anything in that backyard. Just a beast. Like, I, I just could imagine, like, do you go up and down? Do you go I always went. I always went side to side. That I only went up and down a few times just to prove to the lawn tools I could do it. But then I did a, yeah. made a video on it, and people and I had some comments just saying how 
I don't know, irresponsible or or dumb that was. And I'm like, I told people at the beginning of the video that this is not how you should do it. <laughs> so, uh, uh, well, I don't like I said, I don't envy you there because, like I said, my yard is pretty flat, pretty standard. My backyard's slight, a very slight incline, but it's basic. It's not challenging. I can, you know, do. Back and forth, up yeah. and down. I, you know, diagonal angle angle pattern. I because I, I, I love the striped look. That's just my thing, but I just wouldn't know how to attack that. So that was the one thing that that drew me to you because you had a different type of yard. You had a different thing you're dealing with. In my backyard, at some points during the, depending on the time of day, it would get pretty shaded, and I was trying to figure out how to grow grass in parts that were underneath trees, and I've got. I've got one big tree that's I need to get removed, quite honestly, and I've got three trees in one corner, and those three trees, the roots just suck up all the moisture when I try to grow grass in that area. And it took me up until this year. I think I spent three full years of trying to get grass to grow, and it just slowly has been taking hold. And I think this might be the year that actually could be all green with no brown in yep. that spot by those things taking that long to get it to hold to hold the grass and and get the moisture to not just be dried up by the trees yep. so um, yeah i mean that's what, that's the thing learning from different people who have different situations going on in their yard so yeah and that's one of those things too or you know sometimes grass isn't always the right plant or isn't always the right the right thing to have in a particular spot of your yard just like what we did he, sometimes what's that <laughs> Sometimes some yep. rocks going down that, would be that's better. That's what we did on the side of our house where I, we put that those raised garden beds. Yeah. We I it definitely that area was not like uh, it was doable to grow grass there, but given the traffic that's going to be there of people constantly walking there, it just made more sense not to put grass there because it's always going to be thin and those types of things and uh, just. It's not like it's going to be a really pretty area to have a lawn anyway, so just turn it into uh, part of landscaping or something like that. So yeah. that's some things that I yeah. think some people just don't really realize what they should do as well. It's just it may not be – lawn may not be the best option there. Right. Yeah. I definitely did that underneath in my backyard uh, under the deck. There was green space from the previous – and it's just I could you can grow anything there. So I got rid of a bush, pulled out all the weeds and grass and just put down, you know, everything I could and and ended up with rock. And it's just cleaner, it's better to maintain. There's no weeds coming out of it. It's just it's that's the way to go. And it's just better. And it's my my hoses hang in a little space that are neatly there in that in that area so it's just better just having grass there that i don't have to worry about trying to water because it's an awkward spot underneath the deck and all that so yeah that was a perfect perfect scenario there where i just spent the weekend putting down rock and it was best case yeah so yeah sometimes grass isn't always it sometimes it's rock sometimes it's you know different different types of things so well, we are uh, uh, a good bit over an hour. Um, I'm going to start wrapping up the show here. It, I didn't time I that time flies when you're having fun on here, Derek. It does. It does. I hope I didn't annoy 
or uh, bother the some of the more pros in the chat that know more than me. I'm glad they were there to correct us or correct me for when I said in- incorrect stuff. So, uh, like I said, I'm just a I am a regular average Joe <laughs> trying trying to figure it all out. But it's fun. Like I said, I, I learn from others and I will continue to learn from others. Well, before we before we hop off, I wanted to show a few pictures of uh, Derek Slon, one of which was part of the thumbnail uh, where he it was. I think he took it with the drone as well. You can see some good stripes he's got going on here. Um, so just a, a good good depiction of what a di a, a a very simple I would I would call you a pretty simple DIYer Derek that has has turned oh, your definitely. lawn into something uh a beautiful lawn. I'm very simple. <laughs> Not ashamed of that at all. And uh here's the last one I'll show um where it's a I think it's looking out from your house down to the street of some more stripes that you laid down with your Honda mower. Um so just just uh, to show people, uh, those beginners out there, you can have a, a, a beautiful lawn without going over the top uh, and getting overcomplicated. I would say Derek keeps things pretty simple, and that's a very good thing um, and okay to do. There's nothing wrong with that at all. So, um, Derek, uh, do you have anything? Can you tell people where they can find your uh, podcast? Sure. Uh, I guess I would tell people the first step. Uh, I am probably most active on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at ddocket, D-D-O-C-K-E-T. Uh, my podcast is linked in my Twitter bio. Um, it is called Persons of Interest. I actually say like what I, my hobbies and what I do and everything like that. And the last thing is the last two things are wannabe photographer, sometimes podcaster. Uh, but it's funny because the link in my in my Twitter bio is to my podcast called Persons of Interest. Uh, it's hosted on Anchor, which is a podcast hosting platform. So if you were on there, anchor.fm, and you searched uh, Persons of Interest or just type in anchor.fm slash Persons of Interest, uh, you'll find it. It's got my name on it. you got my Twitter handle. It's available on all those podcast platforms that you've probably heard of apple spotify you name it breaker rss feed everything it's 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 on like 10 or 12 different podcast channels um and it ranges i've talked to my last interview was with the guy who is getting ready to uh be uh the hitting coach for the st louis cardinals uh uh class a affiliate um, I've talked to the marketing director of the South Bend Cubs baseball team, uh, local St. Louis sports writer, Benjamin Hockman. I don't know if folks have heard of him. He worked in Denver and New Orleans. I've interviewed him. Um, God, I'm trying to, I guess I've talked to some, some media folks, sports media folks, just all over the place. I mean, just a range of people. Some you heard, some you may not have heard of, um, but just telling their stories. That's uh, that's the thing, telling how they got, to, how they figured out what they wanted to do, mm-hmm. how they got there, um, and, and just the process. You were one of my earlier uh, guests in it, so the, the 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 podcast itself is really it's not time sensitive. These stories are meant where you can go back and listen yeah. to them, 
and hear these stories about just personalities and what people have done. So um, Ben was one of the guests that I had. Um, like I said, it's just several different perspectives and viewpoints of different things. So um, that's my most active place is Twitter. My podcast is linked there. Um, I have an Instagram that I've just rebooted, and I will probably take more lawn pictures and post them on Instagram. My Instagram is at ddocket. Uh, I have to get that all sorted out. I literally just got back on it the first year. I was on Instagram. I backed away. Now I'm back on it. Um, I've got a YouTube channel. I, I do have a time-lapse video of, uh, of a lawn that I did. Uh, so I'm going to try and post more lawn-related stuff on the YouTube channel, I think. Well, go um, go ahead and throw I, that, uh, the link to that time-lapse video up on the chat. <laughs> All right. You guys can't. You um, guys. Time, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say the time lapse video was really done, like on a no. Whim. Like it I was, watched it and I was like, I, I, you did it well with the music. Like it, it the music did goes well with it. Like you did. I saw that. I'm like, the video's short. It's simple. I think a lot of people would just like watching this. Like that's that's a good. <laughs> Uh, little short clip. I think like, I was like, I need to start, I would like to start doing stuff like that because it's, it's a simple edit and it's not overly complicated and it, yeah. it's simple. So you guys can find the, the info to his Twitter and his uh, podcast is all linked below. Um, my, the link for his podcast is to anchor, but you can find all the different platforms that his podcast is, is, um, uh, distributed to on anchor um so you can all find that there but uh yeah youtube channel is a bunch of random stuff i mean it's literally just random stuff i've tested out some equipment and things like that some things i've edited for people some things i've edited for myself just for fun me messing around with my drone um but yeah i and on august 14th 2020 i was like yeah i got two i've got two gopros now let's see what i can do and I also have, I don't even mess with these things anymore, but I have these glasses that have a camera right in the bridge of the frame. Oh, that's awesome. And didn't use those in this Enjoy the Mo video, but I just broke out both of the the drone or the uh, GoPros, and I set one up in one spot, and I put one in another spot, and I just did everything, and then I moved them for a couple of different shots, and it was mostly, you're right, it was about editing to the music, so yep. I try to do more lawn-related stuff. I just, I hate talking about what i'm doing because i don't know what i'm doing like I don't, i'm not a pro like so i don't want to say well i'm out in the lawn and this is what i'm doing today so let's go out and get it done like i don't know what i'm talking about i just know how to mow so i think if i do more lawn videos it'll be in this style of me mowing and just showing the status of where the sure. lawn is at a particular time and that's so, okay i think that that process is what i think people are interested in yep. from my perspective because it goes through stages yep. so yeah but uh it doesn't have a ton of views. I didn't. I didn't share it anywhere. I just posted it on my own profile. So uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll try to do a little bit more uh, uh, lawn stuff this year. We'll see. Especially if people have been asking me to document what I do to share it, I may have to at least post the video of me throwing down the fertilizer, throwing down the pre-emergent, mowing, how I sharpen yeah. my blades, that kind of stuff. Those I simple could things do, so. like we talked about are are important, and I think overlooked uh many times so i think that'd be that'd be awesome yeah so but i appreciate it man thank this is fun uh 
I appreciate the support. I appreciate you guys for sharing your knowledge and all the other lawn pros for sharing because that's made me better and gotten me more interested in it and made me buy tools I never thought I needed and, and, and buying supplies I never thought I needed and filling my garage with all this stuff. So here I am with not just a mower, but two, two trimmers, an edger, a ton of Ryobi equipment that I never thought I needed and eight Ryobi batteries. And there you have it. <laughs> Well, uh, Derek, I really appreciate you coming on tonight. It was a lot of fun. Uh, it, it was good to have just a simple lawn care talk uh, about things because, like I said, that's extremely important. I think it's always, no matter what level of lawn care expertise you are, I think it's always a good thing to be reminded about those simple things and how beautiful you can make your lawn just by doing those simple things. And, and you show those and demonstrate the, that through your pictures. Um, I really appreciate everybody tuning in tonight in the chat. Uh, if On your way out, if you don't mind uh, hitting the like button, if you like what I'm doing here on the podcast, if you like the show, hit the like button. Don't forget to subscribe if you are not already. Uh, I've been doing these on the winter just because it's a little bit of downtime. It allows me to communicate a little bit more with the lawn care community and just stay intact with everybody. Um, I, I really appreciate all the support I've gotten with the podcast. It's been really fun to do these. It's a little, obviously, a much different style than the videos that I traditionally do. Um, but I hope you guys have a great weekend. Uh, I hope it's a relaxing weekend. If you're in a cold climate like we are here, it's about to get pretty cold. It is Stay warm. Well, it's not about. It is already really cold. Stay warm. Enjoy the weekend. Have fun with your family and friends. I hope this was a good start to your weekend. And next week, we have Chuck from Dadding All Day coming on the show, so that'll be a good one. Um, Thank you so much, guys. I, I can't tell you enough how much I appreciate all the support. Hope you guys have a great weekend. We'll see you next time.